everybody. Welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, and we're on episode 217. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> okay, hey, welcome back. I want to start off by saying I feel like job interviews are a scam. Let's talk about this recent interview. Yes, I'm still with my job. I didn't quit. Congrats, right? I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I remember I had a recent conversation with my dad a couple of days ago. And <laughs> what made me say, I don't know why I said this. I was like, yeah, I have to work. <laughs> like, I wasn't saying like, oh, I got to go type of thing. But I, I was just saying like, I forgot how it came up. Honestly, forgot how it came up. I was just like, yeah, you know, I got to work to make money. <laughs> you know, the money just doesn't come off the trees. I mean, it does technically, but like it doesn't. Right. I have to. I was basically saying and I said verbatim, I have to work for money. And I know that sounds like, OK, duh, but I want to work. <laughs> No, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to do what I don't want to do. Um, despite being good at it, I just feel like, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just complaining a lot. But I, I, oh, that's why I brought it up. Okay. So this past Saturday, I worked, I worked, I worked on a Saturday. And look, I get it. Not everyone works from Monday through Friday. There are people who do work on Saturdays regularly. It's and Sundays. Like it's I think I'm privileged enough to say that I don't and that I have more days off than the average corporate person. And that's because I work in a school system. Therefore, I have holidays, I have long weekends, I have longer breaks, not just like three days for Thanksgiving. No, I have the whole week off. And I have unlimited PTO, not unlimited, but a good amount of PTO. I have like, I guess I'm pretty privileged, right? I guess I should have stopped fucking complaining. You're probably tired of hearing me complain. But my complaints matter. That should be a shirt. My complaints matter. It really, they really do. They really do. Anyway, my point was, um, I worked on a Saturday. And again, I don't usually work on Saturdays. I don't work on Saturdays, period. Never mind, usually. So after a long days of work, it was just like legit three hours. That was still long. Because look, I don't want to say I'm lazy because I do a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like I work, uh, you know, a nine to five, quote unquote. I produce episodes for you guys weekly. And, you know, I love doing that, but it's work, right? And so, and it's also work that I'm not necessarily getting a lot of income for yet. So it's just a lot of, it's a lot of work and effort. And it's a passion project of mine. So it's all these things. So it's worth it, but it's work nonetheless. And I know people like to say, oh, well, you know, that famous quote, you, once you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. You're working. Shut, like, shut up. Like, Beyonce works. As much as she worked hard or always imagined being a superstar, she is working nonetheless. So I'm sure there are days before a show she has to take a deep breath and, you know, turn that switch on. And that's work. The point of what I'm saying is... 
after working those three hours on Saturday, I was like, wow. I had an epiphany. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to work to make money. And that's just it, that's it. And I know I came on here a couple episodes ago. I had that brief epiphany, but it didn't hit me until I realized, oh, I not. it didn't hit me until I worked on a day that I don't usually work on. And it's not like I necessarily was, I wasn't mandated to work a Saturday. I decided to agree to it after being asked because I realized, I, I guess I don't value money as, as I should. The, the me before that Saturday would say, oh, let's say it's 20 or 30, 40 an hour. I would look at that like, oh, well, that's just $80 added to my, added to my check. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. It's nothing. It's nothing. I would downplay the additional amount that it brings to my check. And though, you know, maybe in the bigger scope of things, I don't know. I don't want to say that. I don't want to put that out there. But like uh, every dollar amounts to something. Right. And no matter how relatively it may look in comparison to 100 an hour or 150 an hour, 80 an hour, it still is more than what I would have made prior to that or what I've made prior to that. So my point is, in order for me to get that money, that extra money added, I had to work those additional three hours. I didn't just like hoped and wished and prayed for God to just give me an additional $80 added to the check. And I think for so long, I've just dismissed the even the quote unquote little amount of money added due to extra work that I've accepted. I've dismissed it because I dismissed it in my head as like, well, it's just $80. It's just $80 extra. It's just this amount extra. And I was doing myself a disservice. Like, but nonetheless, it's extra money, extra money that I didn't have that is now added to my check and that extra money could go towards whatever expense I needed to go towards. So I had an aha moment, y'all, and I realized I have to work to make money. I mean, it only took me 31 years to get to this place in my life. And I'm happy I'm here, but I think it was a bittersweet moment. Like, I think I cracked a code, but then I realized, damn, I cracked a code. Now I really have to level up. Now I really have to just embrace this this newness that I've come to and work. crazy I get it I get it I get it please don't please don't drag me in the comments or in my dms in my text messages don't don't <laughs> yes Maxie you have to work <laughs> I don't know where this like silver spoon ass mindset came from for me I really don't know maybe me maybe it's just the youngest child sy- syndrome you know, yes, I'm 31, but like, 
I am the youngest in my, like out of my siblings and maybe all of that just remained in me until this moment of epiphany. Like I have to work to make money. Like, does that make sense? Like, <laughs> I think I've, I think for a long time, I've just like, imagine this fantasy lifestyle like oh all the people on my Instagram feed or just like around me I fantasize them easily getting the money that they have and not even registering that no they work for their money whatever that work looks like let me tell you something the school campus that I'm at in the nearby streets literally just a hop skipping away there are prostitutes oh Maxine you can't judge them how you know they're prostitutes because their ass cheeks are hanging out purposely not like oh they just happened to you know wore the wrong skirt and didn't realize no no they are purposely wearing booty cut shorts literally with their ass cheeks hanging out wearing four inch heels in this these dirty grass grassy plains right next to the school okay this is the neighborhood that my school campus is at okay (laughs) and they have these long eyelashes excuse me long eyelashes long weaves they're clearly prostitutes right let me just take a moment to pause real quick for the cause ladies the eyelashes, we have to give them up. I think enough is enough. I think it should be illegal at this point to have longer than uh, uh, an inch, an inch. Like what happened to the day and time in which your makeup is close to your natural beauty? Like I remember when I was younger and my dad always said to me, he doesn't want me wearing makeup. I'm beautiful just as I am. And eventually I was like, well, I want to wear like, you know, I want to look like the other girls and wear makeup. Right. And so I would dabble here and there with makeup and my dad would be disappointed. Like, well, why you put makeup on? You're just, you know, he'll build me up. You're so beautiful just as you are. I'm like, okay, but I, I still wanted to play around with the makeup. But I feel like even when I was playing around with the makeup and figuring it out and putting on mascara or eyeshadow like when I think when you're not a skilled like professional makeup artist you don't know the ways to make it blend into your everyday look I think the best type of makeup is when it simply enhances your natural beauty like I feel like once you wipe off your makeup and you look totally different, like I can't even recognize you, then that's a problem. Like your makeup shouldn't look like that. You know, like I don't even wear eyeshadow. I really don't. I really don't. And whenever like I'm going to like a major event and I happen to put on eyeshadow professionally, I feel like I, I don't even recognize myself because that's how much I don't wear eyeshadow. And so whenever I do wear eyeshadow for major events, it's very alarming when I look at myself in the mirror. But that's me. And I say all this to say, like, yo, like there's this, I think it's an agenda being pushed out. And I feel like 
so many women out here and it's starting young as well like many of my students are here just looking completely like hookers hello is the mic on like straight up hookers and I just think about like dang my dad would have never let me out the house never let me out the house with my face looking like this I never wore makeup to school I never wore makeup to school Never mind eyelashes. Like what? That wasn't even a thing when I was growing up. So I think this is also a new a new age thing as well. But this was never something that I grew up with. I remember getting a manicure, like put on uh, like fake nails, like a whole set. And it took me a grip to finally get that privilege. And I didn't get it often. But finally, when I did, it really took a while for that to happen. It didn't happen all the time. And again, my dad wasn't for it. Like, and I think there's something to that. I think sometimes we think when men comment on physical appearances on women, we think it's misogynistic, right? Or we think it's, you know, to control the woman's physique. And I think, you know, in short, in some aspects, it is, right? It is controlling and, you know, a woman should do whatever she wants with her body. But I think sometimes we have to give credit when credit is due. And we have to realize what message are we giving when we are putting on all of these extra stuff, into our face right into our bodies and next thing you know we're completely different than how god made us i just hate this epidemic of young girls getting surgery you know getting false eyelashes getting their face done and not feeling comfortable ultimately it comes from it comes from a place of not loving who they are naturally i I don't know so i think it's all of that (coughs) excuse me i think it's all of that i feel like Maybe I sound like an old hag right now, but I just, I hate it. I really hate it. I, I'm looking at like my fellow peers, like my adult peers, like my adult peers, hence peers, um, professionals at that. I remember we had a freaking fire drill today and you get to see, <clears throat> because my campus shares school, like there's different grade level. Anyway, there's like, multiple teachers right so I went outside for the fire drill and there was this other teacher who came out and mind you she's in a lower grade school meaning like elementary her false eyelashes y'all were longer than her fingernails and she had false fingernails at that okay Her hair was a a matted mess and it was a weave. Like it was just like extra, you know that Afro kinky weave that is a style, but like you could tell hers, it was time to remove it. And so it was much bigger than her hair, than her head at that. And she had these false nails and her eyelashes were just out of fucking, it just, it's, it's too much, enough. You know, just fucking enough, dog. And, look, and this is why I only have 77% of male listeners because, or only li- listeners who are male, I mean, because I just, 
I'm not trying to drag women. I just feel like many of us are so heavily influenced negatively by the media and we are pushed to believe that our natural selves are not enough. Like it's very, it's very, very sad actually. I, I look at it and I'm disturbed. Like there's this woman, I've never seen her without false eyelashes. And I just think about like, what were you doing before? You know, like before this became a thing, before this became a trend, how did you cope? You know, how did you handle your natural eyelashes? How did you, how did you get by? You know, it just makes it so, it just makes it so weird because they literally can't live without applying false eyelashes. They literally can't live without having a full beat of makeup. Y'all, the only thing I do is add some, um, is like fill in my eyebrows because my eyebrows is pretty thin. And, and that's just how it has always been, right? But even that, I don't like doing. I really don't. I just only do it because it makes me look a little bit, it, it matures me a bit. Like, I feel like without it, I feel like I look younger, which is a blessing, but I also like, you know, respect me, you know? <laughs> but there's, there's plenty of times when I don't walk out with my eyebrows done and I'm fine, you know? But like for a long time, it took me a while to get here. Anyway, how did I get here? Um, oh my gosh, okay, I totally forgot. Okay, so I started off by talking about this interview. Anyway, yeah, so the interview that I, I, I had today, I felt like it was, I don't know, I don't know what the result's gonna be. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I tried my best. I think um, I did the best that I could with the, with the system that was provided. I hate the fact that I was only given a minute to internal to read and internalize the question and my response uh, I try my best to be succinct but I try my best to like make sure I say this or that you know some key details and I don't know I don't know how that went I don't know we'll see I'll keep y'all posted I don't know I don't fucking know Anyway, let's talk about Eric Adams. So Eric Adams is the mayor of New York, black man, and he has proposed a plan to fight against homelessness in NYC. Now, there's a term called EDP, and that stands for emotionally disturbed person. And this is a term that police officers use regularly whenever they are reporting or calling in for another situation happening on the streets. Now, Eric Adams' plan is to direct homeless people who may appear to suffer from severe mental illness into a hospital for evaluation. And sometimes this is done without the consent of them. Now, the pushback that is happening for this is it's coming from the civil rights groups in NYC or nearby, and they oppose this because they feel this is um, a violation of homeless people's rights and that they shouldn't be forced to be hospitalized if they don't want to. And they suggest that instead of being forced to be hospitalized for evaluation, they instead should 
they believe that Adam should convert empty commercial real estate in Manhattan to house the homeless and also provide long-term treatment for the mentally ill. Now, I feel like with the homeless situation, there's always something to complain about, right? Like, on one hand, you want to give them treatment you want them to get off the streets, right? I feel like at the very at the very least, get the fuck off the streets, right? I'm tired of seeing your decapitated dog running around <laughs> with no head. I don't fucking know. But I, I'm tired of seeing your stuff around. I'm tired of seeing tents. I'm tired of seeing needles. I'm tired of acting as if, like, I don't see you because I got to have tunnel vision, but I, I got to... C- keep my head on a swivel because I don't know what you about right like I'm tired of all these things and it's a lose-lose really because a lot of these initiatives out here to to fight against homelessness is really just a revolving door of making more money like no one's really out here trying to solve the case and the thing about having free will and the right to live however you like, there are people who are choosing to be homeless because they want to disengage from this fucked up society that we're in and the rules that we have to abide by. So you have that population of homelessness, and maybe there's a level of mental illness there, sure, but um, you know, you there's a population of people who are deciding and have decided to to um not be in the in the mix and not to associate with the ways of the world and just disassociate from that. And of course you have the population of folks who are fucking schizophrenic and need support and don't know left from right and have drug addictions and all these things and it's like I think at the very least sweep them up sweep them up now you can't force anyone to take this drug or take that drug but then I think about like so now what you know because they're infiltrating our neighborhoods right think about people living in Beverly Hills right very expensive town to live in but right outside of their gated communities there's a tent of homeless people after homeless people after homeless people what like what is that you know that's a conundrum there right you feel like you you want to live in, in Beverly Hills that's a sign of how you made it to Hollywood or you know you made it you know you're successful now but you have to watch your back because there may be a homeless people homeless person running after you (laughs) like it's a wild world out here I do want to commend Adams for trying to to bring peace or bring some type of resolution because I think oftentimes the people who complain just complain they just want to complain they just want to always shoot your idea down it sounds like someone who is not solution oriented and I think what Adams is doing I honestly I do support it I like the fact that he wants to sweep them the fuck up like get the fuck off the streets man like I don't know like maybe there's a homeless community you could be in that's sheltered like (laughs) 
<laughs> and maybe I don't know, maybe that doesn't even make sense, but on one hand, it's like, what do you do? You know, do you force someone to work or do you provide them with shelter? But, you know, you have us taxpaying citizens having to essentially pay for that. Like, we still have to fund that. So this whole like kumbaya ass approach that these civil rights groups try to present is really hurting us if we agree to it. Like there has to be something that's done. Um, so anyway, so what he say? Adam said verbatim, I didn't get elected to do any tasks, any easy task. I got to, I got elected to look at these systemic problems that have been in city for generations. And so the thing is, um, there aren't enough beds, of course, in hospitals and whether it's public or private hospitals, some of these beds won't be guaranteed for these homeless people. And with homelessness, you are often more likely than not dealing with mental breakdown and episodic breakdowns. So it's something that's very uh, spontaneous um, or spontaneous. And they're like, it's like, how do you prepare for that, right? You don't know when someone's gonna have a mental breakdown. You don't know how to allocate enough beds. So, there is this man named Kenneth Rasky, who's the president of the Greater New York Hospital Association. He says, and I quote, psychiatric problems are episodic issues. So you can't just allocate beds. And what that means is like, you can't just put aside 150 beds for just in case there's 150 homeless people having an episodic breakdown at the same time, we have the beds provide. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. So that is true. That's something that, like, what, I don't know. I really don't know what the answer is. I really do feel like you need to sweep them the fuck up. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not saying purge them. I'm not saying, like, you know, have a night just for them. I don't, <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. But I just feel like something has to be done maybe there's a a specific i don't know that might increase crime because i was thinking like maybe there could be a specific neighborhood just for homeless people but that doesn't sound pretty safe and ultimately it's going to infiltrate like you can't really have people segregated for too long they're going to find a way to come into your home knock your shit down you know because they want your food they want your money they want your car they want this or that think about that tupac quote This is Tupac video that I always see in my timeline every couple of months. And it's of him speaking to an interviewer, talking about how you have the the oppressed gently asking, politely asking for help, for assistance. And then after the sixth or seventh time of asking, they finally get irate. They finally get just vehemently upset and now they want to to break the shit down they want to um rally against you they want to break into your homes instead of asking asking they're going to take whatever they want from you and i find that quote i find that interview to be very profound because that's true right like 
and I don't want to say that every homeless person is asking for help, right? Because again, I do believe there's a population of them who are just not interested in whatever we got going on in this in this actual reality of ours. They prefer an alternate reality. Like, how can two things be true without one being infiltrated? I don't know. I just, I honestly, I do like Eric Adams' approach. I think he is, I think he likes to get shit done. I think he likes to not just fucking talk about it and complain about it. He likes to actually, okay, here's here's what the fuck we're going to do. We're going to take them off the streets and we're going to put them in the hospital because at some point you have to really be honest with, honest with yourself and realize I don't want to fucking see a crack pipe next to my kid's school. You know, I don't want to have to take a walk around my neighborhood and be in fear of someone asking me for money. Like, <laughs> huh? You know, and then I know that sounds so privileged. That sounds so fucking like, oh, well, you don't know what it's... I'm not trying to shoot them down. I'm really not. I just feel like... I also feel like we should... People shouldn't be bombarded. Like, I just don't like... I don't I don't, I don't like the idea of, like, begging people for stuff. You know? <sighs> I don't know. Man, I'm sounding privileged. I feel like I'm sounding privileged, and I feel bad for that. But it's just... <sighs> I want. I wanted to read this quote. Let's see. It's like potentially blowing up the whole barn because the mayor is proposing to sweep. Yeah, to sweep thousands of people off the streets into this already overburdened hospital system. Well, I don't, then what's the fucking answer? People like to complain. Everything's overburdened. The school system, the hospital system. Okay, so now what? What, what are we gonna do about it? Get them off the streets. Okay. Enough 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 with the eyelashes ladies enough with the homeless problem enough it's like what 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 do you want me to say niggas just stay fucking getting mad get like aren't you upset like stop with this politically correct bullshit like i'm just so sick of it you know like why are we acting like we're not annoyed that we're not annoyed that um, you got homeless people just sitting around across from us while we're eating from Salada. Yo, shout out to Salada. Remember that time I told y'all about the time I was eating at Salada? And mind you, I don't usually eat in the restaurant, okay? I like to pick up my food and go. But I was just so, I was so famished one day that I decided to just sit down and eat. Mind you, this salada that I, that salada in particular is kind of in the hood. Um, but it was close to where I live, so I was like, well, let me just fucking go, let me just go. And I'm just gonna eat real quick. I should have never sat, uh, sat down. I should have never sat down and ate. But anyway, I did. There was this guy, homeless guy, sitting in the outdoor dining area of salada pants falling down just pants falling down just down okay I saw his whole butt crack and his clothes are dingy gray just disturbing he walked in Salada and um of course he smells bad right of course I'm sure he didn't have a shower today 
right? So he, he's in, I'm sure he didn't have a shower for the past month at the very least. Okay, that's how poorly he smelled. He walks in and you instantly smell the whiff of him. And I'm like, oh my God. Sweep him up, Adams. Sweep him the fuck up. I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. I really don't know. I feel like I'm sounding so insensitive, but I just feel like enough. Like we have to also feel comfortable in the great outdoors or even in a restaurant. Like I shouldn't have to feel like I have to hold my nose because someone's walking by and you know that someone's going to smell poorly. And that's what he did. Like he totally ruined my salada experience. <laughs> I just so, so pretty much. He totally messed up with my grape salad. <laughs> Yo. I was enjoying the croissant in my salad. I like to have it on the side. Okay? And I like to put grapes in my salad and strawberry and green apple. And as I was enjoying the crunch mixed with the balsamic vinaigrette in my salad, this homeless motherfucker want to walk in smelling like vinegar and feet. Like, I gotta go, dawg. Like, this is not okay. I shouldn't have to live like this. <laughs> I sound so fucking... Pre- I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I, I am so sorry. Let's move on. Um, But yeah, I support fucking... I support Eric Adams. Sweep him up. Sweep him up. What are we doing? I'm not saying they, get, they need to go to jail and get, you know... I mean, I don't know. That's, that's housing. Shit. But I just think, I just think at the very least I should be able to walk around my neighborhood regardless of where I live. Like I feel like I get it. Look, living in downtown, you know, you the expectation for homelessness is greater, right? Because it's urban, it's highly populated, it feels more convenient. It is more convenient, right? The stores are nearby in comparison to. A suburban area I get that but enough like enough I just don't uh, I don't I just don't want to <laughs> it's just too many it's too too many homeless people around I was driving my car the other day and this homeless guy totally walked into my car I mean he didn't come in but he was walking towards my car and my car, you know, with these cars, these newer cars nowadays, it automatically locks once you enter, probably like after a minute, maybe less than. And I knew my car was locked from the, in, you know, locked in general. So he couldn't have come in. Like he couldn't have just opened the door. But I was so frightened, you guys. And I almost thought that my car door was unlocked and that he was really about to sit right next to me in the passenger seat. I was like, ah, oh my God. <laughs> and I, it's like, I double check if my doors were locked. And it was, you know, my doors were locked. But the fact that he walked towards my car, like he was literally about to walk into my car, you know, about to get hit. And he's like rapping, like he's rapping these lyrics and he's moving his hand and he's gesturing. And he's doing like hip hop, Ray. Oh, like he was doing all these things. And I'm just like, what the fuck? 
Like, what the fuck, man? Like, this isn't enough. 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 Like, I don't... Eric Adams, get him too. Sweep him up. Sweep him up. Just get him. Get, get them both. Because it just is enough. Like, can we stop? I'm seeing prostitutes every day. Shit. I'm seeing pimps at, like, enough (sighs) okay yay got suspended from twitter yet again this is his second time getting suspended this time it is due to a graphic design that he promoted and seemed to have used as a brand of his. This graphic design includes a swastika inside a star of David. Oh my gosh, like, nigga, can we stop? Enough, enough. That is a theme word for this podcast episode, enough. Now, I mean, at this point, I feel like, okay, maybe he's trolling us. And look, you know, I like to look at thing, at things with a macroscopic lens. So, because it's just, it's, it's boring when you look at things as it is. Look deeper, look at the context clues, look at what's not said, look at the tone, look at the underlying message. I like to look at, look at things like that. So, anyway, that's how I like to look at things. But anyway, because of... The recent events that he has uh, declared (laughs) to us, this is just very, it's uncouth. It's uncouth at the very least. So he also hashtagged this graphic image, love speech, which I thought was pretty clever to be be honest with you. Because you know there's hate speech and love speech I've never heard that like this is the first time you're hearing that and it's, it's very catchy I see what you did there yay it's very catchy I like it I really do like I mean I like the love speech title maybe not the graphic design necessarily um but love speech nonetheless I like that I like that statement I think it's pretty cool and pretty catchy and look I think Look, you know, when he first started off with this whole I'm a born-again Christian crap, I did not believe it. Now I believe a little bit more, but I didn't believe it initially because I felt like at the time I was seeing very much repeated acts of Kanye. He was named Kanye then, so that's what I'm saying, Kanye. But at Kanye then, who would say who will purposely say controversial things or do controversial things for a rollout, right? Like he would say things to get you to talk about him and then boom, the next day he drops a new album. Well, boom, the next day he drops another pair of Yeezys. So it just felt very disingenuous. So that's why I didn't like this whole, I'm born again, I'm, I'm a Christian. It felt like he was using the platform of Christ and Christianity for his greedy, selfish ambition. Um, but now I'm seeing that, you know, maybe maybe it was actually genuine. Maybe it was a true thing. And maybe he just used it uh, strategically. Not sure. Anyway, you know, he's going about talking about how he's moved by God and God is the only one he fears and he doesn't fear man. And he tries to live his life 
according to the principles of God. And basically, the ultimate principle of God is to love everyone, everyone and anyone, whoever that person is, to love them still. And, you know, in the last episode, I talk about how Kanye, well, yay now, says how he loves even Hitler. And he sees good value in him as well. Like, and everyone has good value. And look, I get how controversial that statement is, right? I get how controversial it is to love even the most egregious person, you know, the most evil person. I get that. But he is well within his right to do so. I just think, of course, the nature of events, him being seen as anti-Semitic for things that he said, even though I don't agree, even though I don't agree that they were anti-Semitic, this is the narrative painted against him. So for him to just conveniently start talking about Hitler, it's just, it's all in timing that I feel like, you know, I, I think it's him wanting to still be a part of the conversation. Um, I just think he doesn't articulate himself maybe well enough to to allow us to better digest what he's saying. And I'm speaking about the us who is not as awakened, right? The us who sees things more so on the surface than they do more introspectively or just with some type of profound insight. So anyway, Musk, you know, Elon Musk has acquired Twitter and he decided to suspend Kanye because the graphic design of his with the swastika and the Star of David, it is an incitement to violence, according to his opinion and him not following the guidelines of Twitter. He feels like it is an assignment for violence. I mean, to violence, I, you know. Of course, I do not want the repetition of, holo- of the Holocaust, right? I don't want any of that to reoccur. But these Jews, though, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's a joke, it's a joke. But anyway, nonetheless, I do feel like some things of what Ye is spewing are actual factual but because of the messenger his message is not being received and people like me people like some of you who are listening who look at things with a different scope who is more of a leader in your thoughts and who question the media and is not easily swayed by by the propaganda can look beyond the surface of Ye and look and just listen to the words that he's saying. You know, don't get caught up in the antics or the high intensity of emotion. Listen to the words, research the facts, and you'll see what it is. I think sometimes we just get so nervous to research things on our own that we fail to recognize, like, Oh, well, he's he's spitting facts. He's spitting facts. Moving forward, let's talk about Boozy. Let's talk about little Boozy. Shout out to Freckles Bay. This is his favorite guy. (laughs) When he told me this, I'm like, really? That's so funny. I think it's so funny. But something about Boozy is he's a, yeah, he's a real ass nigga. You know, He, he is. He's very... He seems to be down to earth and it's just like what you see what you, what you see is what you get. Um 
He's cool. I, I do like him. I, I don't really care for his music like that. I mean, I don't really know his music like that. I know the hits. But, yeah, I think he has an interesting personality. So I get I get the intrigue. Now he's in the news because of recent comments that Jamel Hill and Gabrielle Union made against Boozy for speaking about Zaya Wade. Now, Zaya Wade is the transgender child of Dwayne Wade, the basketball star. And Little Boozy has made comments about Zaya Wade's transition to a girl. And he pleaded online to Dwayne Wade saying, please don't, please don't cut his balls off. Please don't cut his dick off. He was saying all that. <laughs> because Zion Wade was born as a boy. I think his name is Zion, but he has now recently transitioned. He's not fully transitioned yet, but he wants to be a girl. And he identifies as a girl, all that bullshit, you know. And, um, but he's underage and I don't know if and when he can receive transitional surgery, whatever the fuck it's called, that bullshit, genetic or, or genital mutilation. That's really what it is. You know, child abuse. I don't know when he could receive the next child abuse surgery. Um, uh, but... <laughs> Little Boozy's like, don't cut his dick off, man. <laughs> don't cut his dick off. <laughs> Where is Boozy from? Is he from Memphis or like, I don't know. Is he Atlanta? I don't know. But nonetheless, he, of course, against from the, uh, you know, from the woke, liberal, blue checkmark, Democratic Party of people, they are always against that type of rhetoric. So Boozy was receiving a lot of backlash from people as such, including Jamel Hill and Gabrielle Union. And in a recent, I guess Jamel Hill has a podcast, of course, who else? Um, she has a podcast and she had Gabrielle Union on and they both talked about the, the comments that Boozy made. And Gabrielle Union made a joke saying, oh, well, why does he, why does Boozy have, you know, Zaya Wade in his mind? Does he always, he always, it seems like, it seems to me like he always has dicks in his mind. Hmm, what does that tell you about him? Hmm, and then obviously she was alluding, trying to make some insinuation that Boozy is gay, making it seem like that's the reason why Boozy has dicks on his mind. And that's the reason why Boozy cares so much about Zaya Wade cutting off his dick. And this is, mind you, this is a child. This is all kind of awkward for me to say, so bear with me. But this is just the wrap-up of events. So they're making fun of a boozy and, like, trying to make him out to seem like this down-low black man. You know, the, the constant insult that is given to black men, to straight black men, straight black men who are against homosexual behavior or who may not, you know, be open to, or just like not interested in niggas. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like every time you have a black man who is not down for that stuff, they're immediately seen as a homophobe. And that's not okay. Like, 
why are we so quick to judge people and put give them labels and make them out to seem like this this hateful being because they they may not rock with that lifestyle you know like why can't i just not rock with your lifestyle and not be seen as someone who's hateful like that doesn't like i don't wish ill will on you i don't wish I don't wish death on you. I don't wish for you to be attacked. I don't wish for you to be sodomized. Like, I just don't want you to hit on me, right? Or I don't want you to try to um, push up on me. Look, and I'm saying this because I know gay men who take pride in dicking down straight men. Hello, is the mic on? Let me say it again. I don't think you heard me in the back. I know gay men who take pride in dicking down straight men. How can they be straight? They're being dick. Don't miss what I'm saying. Don't miss what I'm saying. There are straight men who have historically dated women and I don't know, one drunken slumber. <laughs> they they find themselves getting dicked down by men. The point is, or maybe they they catch someone at the wrong time. I don't know. There, there are some tactics that are put into place. There's an agenda. There's a conquering. It's, you know how, okay, I remember in college, um, the upperclassmen, men, would seek the freshman girls because many of us were virgins you know at the time and many upperclassmen would see this as a challenge as a conquest to smash one of the freshman girls because often than not they were virgins and it was like a a loop in their belt or something like a notch in their belt that's the saying I don't know that something about that is like this male ego thing, but nonetheless, that's a thing, you know, and that I see that as equivalent to gay men dicking down straight men. I don't know. Does that make sense? Hope I broke that down enough. Anyway, so Boozy is... So you have Gabrielle Union and Jamel Hill trying to elude that Boozy is gay and just laughing it off. And it's ironic because these two are the very same women who are so publicly an ally for the LGBT community, and yet they're using this moment as a way to slight and insult Boozy by saying, oh, I get, like they're, they're obviously saying that he's gay and they're saying it in a insulting manner, you know? And now look, gay isn't wrong, you know, being gay isn't wrong, not trying to come off as if it is. But the way that they were joking about it or just speaking about it, especially Gabrielle Union, they were painting it out as if they think that he is gay and they were saying it in a tone that was negative you know and oftentimes when you have black women doing this against straight black men um it's typically done in an insulting manner right they're, they're typically trying to make you feel less than a man and you know less than this macho character than you than you present so it's always done in a negative connotative um uh, 
slight. So I just find it to be ironic. Like, okay, wow, you guys act like you're this ally for LGBTQ plus community and now you're insulting or you're using oh he's gay as a as an insult against boozy when you have to look at things beyond the scope of of what they present boozy is just saying hey let him grow up into an adult first before you make such a permanent decision as cutting his dick off like literally cutting his dick off let him can you get us away until he's 18 and then you know by that time maybe he'll grow out of this phase or maybe you know he does continue to want to be a woman and you know he'll go from there but doing something so permanent at such a young age is very dangerous and we don't talk about the dangers of that enough on a public scale amongst that type of community and by community I mean the people who are so adamant about pushing this agenda to have these child abuse surgeries we don't have enough talk about the dangers of cutting your dick off and cutting your breasts off and having these puberty blockers put upon you because you feel like a girl what the fuck does that mean (sighs) anyway god bless god bless okay so up next speaking about trans people (laughs) this is a heavy episode no (laughs) yo i'm the same girl it's funny, like, when y'all talk to me outside of the podcast, I, I honestly forget sometimes what I say on the podcast. And whenever I have listeners say, oh, my gosh, I listened to your podcast or I listened to this episode, I'm like, oh, shit, what did I say? Damn, what did I say? What did I say? I mean what I say. I just, I, I need to be prepared before I get, go into real-life conversations with people because it's like, damn, what, what do you want to confront me about? <laughs> I speak from love. I really do. I really do. I I speak from a place of love. I speak from a place. (laughs) That sounds like a question. Love? No, but I speak from a place of love and also curiosity and also critical thinking and also just wonder. You know, I like to just really engage in conversation with folks, but it's just funny when people come to me and be like, oh, I listen to your podcast. It's like, oh, which episode? What did I say again? What, what was I on? Because half the time, I'm in a delusional state. Like, it's late, I'm tired, but <laughs> I'm here, right? So I don't know what side you got for me. Um, anyway, so transphobic. Um, there's this TikTok going viral, viral, and I don't watch TikTok. I don't have to TikTok on my phone or any of my devices. But you know, with TikTok videos, you could repost them into other platforms like Twitter or Instagram. There's this TikTok video on my feed, on my on my Twitter feed specifically, and it's of this black woman who is adamant that if you don't date a trans person that means you are transphobic (laughs) girl shut the fuck up what is what is wrong i feel like what 
where like what would y'all do if the word phobic was never created if the word phobic was never put into the lexicon of lexicons what would y'all do like everything is fucking phobic right shut up shut up i don't want to finish this story it's so dumb so anyway, her her argument is what what's the problem? What's the, the only reason you don't want to date someone because they're transphobic or or no. The only reason you don't want to date someone is because they're they're trans. That means you hate them. That means you fear them. That means you are a phobic to them. No, that means I don't want to date them, bitch. How about that? You know, if I don't want to date white men, does that make me racist? I don't want to fucking date white men. Right? If I don't, if I don't want to date women, does that make me homopho- homophobic? No, I'm not attracted to women. I want to fuck a man. You know, like what does that even mean, dog? Like I feel like everyone wants everyone to just be okay with everything and to date whomever. Like let people have their choice. Let people have their preference. Let people have them. Look, and I used to be very much against interracial dating it took me a long time to get to this place y'all like literally just two days ago (laughs) it took me two days ago to finally get to the point of accepting interracial relationships okay that shit has been rooted within me since the jump like (laughs) embedded into my family like it's just i hated seeing black men with white women Okay, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. But now I come to a place where <sighs> let people like who they like. Like, I can't force it. If you're not attracted to someone who looks like you, that's on you, dog. Like, who am I to interfere with that? You know? So, same thing for this. Like, if you're not attracted to trans people, who am I? Like, who are you to get in the way of that and paint you out to be this bad guy? You know, like some people are just not comfortable with that, you know, especially if that trans person didn't go all the way through with the surgeries or, yeah, it's still choosing to live an intersex life. Right. Still have the same genitals that they had upon birth, yet they identify with the opposite gender. I don't like I don't feel like. I don't feel like it's our right to be like, wow, you still got to date him because otherwise you're a homophobe or otherwise you're a transphobe. Shut up. No, I just don't want to date. I don't want to date someone who was really a man and I'm a man, a heterosexual man at that, right? I don't care how female presenting you are, right? I don't care how much you talk about dating men and you're really a man. I don't care any of that. If I know that you are a man underneath it all, I, I the the light switches off. Like it doesn't stop. Like like I I just we we can't let people force you to do something that you don't want to do just because you don't want to appear a phobic because of that. Like fuck out of here. And I hate what I really hate about this video is there's it's a black woman in this video going out of her way saying this bullshit like she is a black woman and she's pushing and promoting this propaganda 
And I feel like that's strategic because everyone copies black women, okay? From black gays to white women to children to white men. Like, everyone follows and copies black women. Black women are copied the most yet underappreciated the most. And I'm not saying that to wear as a badge of honor. I hate when people be like, oh, I'm the most disrespected. You know that Michael X quote, black women are the most disrespected. There's so many black women who go about with that quote, like it's their mantra. Like, I don't, I'm not gonna wear that shit proudly. I'm the most disrespected woman in America. The most disrespected person is a black woman. Like, I don't wanna wear that shit. First of all, give me love, light, and peace. I I only embrace that, but you know, nothing else. Like, the most disrespect. <laughs> I know a black woman who says that every day. Like, she probably recites that every day before she wake or before she starts her day, before she goes to sleep. Like, that's her life's mantra. <laughs> I'm not wearing that. I get the rhetoric. I get it. I get the message. I get the point of it all but you will not catch me repeating that i'm not living by that i am loved i am respected i am a woman hear me roar okay anyway the fact that there's a black woman preaching this bullshit as propaganda it really is strategic y'all like they're really out here trying to have us just be confused trying to have us just up in arms with things that are not true while China is out here learning the latest equation and we're over here knowing the next TikTok dance. Like, where are our priorities? You know, we're so busy talking about, well, I feel like a cat today or I'm really a furry, yet you have China beating us in every academic score there is and every test data presented like it's embarrassing where are our priorities all right let's end it here you guys thank you so much for listening just a reminder what's coming up Podmas. What is Podmas for our new listeners? Podmas is a series of mini episodes starting from the 12th of December up until December 24th, Christmas Eve. The, uh, these episodes just cover a brief amount of hot topics you know, um, topics about my life or social, you know, whatever's going on in the masses. And it's a spinoff of Vlogmas. For those familiar with that of YouTube, it's just a Podmas twist. So because of Podmas coming up on the 12th of December, we will not have an episode this Friday. I will be prepping our Podmas episodes in the next couple of days to have them released accordingly. And again, Podmas is a series of mini episodes every day from the 12th of December up until December 24th. God bless. (laughs) So I have to mentally prepare. I gotta take my little rest, you know, so please forgive me for not releasing an episode this Friday. We will get back 
at it on December 12th every day from there until the 24th so god bless i'll see you then or you'll hear from me then and thank you so much for listening and i will check in with you on december 12th (laughs) goodbye Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. If you liked it, leave a review, share, and subscribe. God bless.